Welcome to Church Unfiltered with Dr. Anthony Cobbs, a leadership podcast brought to you by Breakthrough Ministry Consulting. Hey, welcome to another episode of Church Unfiltered. We are powered by Breakthrough Ministry Consulting, and we are here to serve pastors and church leaders, helping them to find the answers to questions they are really asking. Today, today, today is a great topic. We're going to dive right into the content. But before we do that, before we do that, I do want to thank all of you who are listening, you faithful listeners, subscribers. We want to encourage you if you have not subscribed to Church Unfiltered podcast, we want to encourage you to do so on all platforms that are available. You can subscribe on Apple. You can subscribe on Spotify, Pandora, um, all of the different platforms that we are um, circulating on we encourage you to make sure that you subscribe please tell a friend about us as well tell a pastor tell a church leader about church unfiltered there is no uh, podcast quite like church unfiltered and so we just encourage you to share this information today 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 we're going to continue on i wanted to focus in on leadership over these these next several um episodes leading up to our 50th episode. I want to focus in specifically on leadership and making sure that we are assessing our leadership and getting better at our leadership. Whether you are a pastor, you are a ministry leader, you are a business owner. There's a variety of people who listen to Church Unfiltered, so we recognize that. But we are about leadership. That is my thing. I love to study leadership. I love to research the latest trends in leadership. And so today, what we're going to talk about, what we're going to talk about is what does it mean or how do you identify when you are a horrible boss? I know that that sounds negative. Somebody probably is saying, oh, that sounds so negative. But listen, we need to get better at what we do. And even in the church setting, even in the church setting, sometimes we can find ourselves not being the best boss that we can possibly be. Where is this coming from? Where is this coming from? Well, recently I was assessing my own leadership style. I serve as an executive pastor, so I am the boss to uh, direct reports and to uh, people that are part of the staff. And I want to make sure that as my role expands, as I exercise my role, I want to make sure that I'm the best possible person that I can be and the best leader that I can be. I think that anyone who is worth their salt in leadership is constantly self-aware, number one, self-aware and self-assessing. You need to grow. You need to get better. If you feel like you have arrived and your word is the gospel, then you are in trouble. You need to always evolve and keep on assessing oneself. So I was doing that just recently and I was like, you know what? I need to be I need to get better at this area. I need to do a better job of this or different things that I was examining or assessing. And so that's one of the things that I do as a leader. Personally, I make sure that I am striving to be better at the things that I set out to do. I want to communicate better. I want to show empathy more. I want to make sure that I am alert and attentive to the things of the pastor and the staff Uh, personally and professionally. I want to be better. But let's let's be honest. Not everyone does that. Not everyone even tries to do that. And so we find ourselves, even in a church setting, 
working sometimes for horrible bosses. Now, that could be on any level that can be on any level. So I don't want anyone to think that I'm picking on the pastors or anything like that. Please get that out of your mind right now. This could be on any level. That means that it could be a department head. That could be a a leader of a ministry within the church. Sometimes the leaders within a ministry or the leaders of, of a particular ministry in a church or a department in a church can sometimes fall up under this horrible boss <laughs> type of a moniker, if you will. So I just want to suggest that I want to make sure that we're clear on that. This is not just about pastors. This is not just about staff members. This is about volunteer leaders as well. Anytime that you are in a leadership role, you are going to come across a certain way. So I want to give you five signs of a horrible boss, five signs of a horrible boss. A few years ago, where this is coming from, where that title comes from, a movie came out entitled Horrible Bosses. Now, let me let me let me tell you, it's a raunchy comedy that depicts people who are in positions of authority that abuse the role and brought out the worst in their employees. I am certainly not telling you to watch the movie. I'm not endorsing the movie. But more importantly, I am hoping that none of us that are listening to Church Unfiltered, none of us that are church leaders, leaders in our jobs, leaders in our home, hopefully none of us fall up under the category or earn the label of a horrible boss. So I want to give you five signs of a horrible boss any setting i don't care what it is it doesn't matter any setting any opportunity any context if you see these signs you need to do something immediately you need to pause and reflect on how to change the behaviors number one horrible bosses are indecisive indecisive horrible bosses are indecisive no one likes a boss that can't can't make up his or her mind the Bible says that a double minded man is unstable in all his ways. So make sure you are clear on a situation and all of its details before you attempt to make a decision. Seek wise counsel and do your best to not change a decision once it has been made. Unless unless listen to this, it was the wrong decision. The only times you should change the decision is if it's the wrong decision or you see that there's something that needs to be enhanced or done differently. But it's important to be decisive. Horrible bosses are indecisive, indecisive. Who wants to follow someone that keeps changing their mind? Who wants to follow someone who never makes up their mind? Horrible bosses can be indecisive. Now, listen, I'm not suggesting that you take this personal and internalize this. If you find yourself being indecisive, you can work on decision making, make smaller decisions, make up your mind with smaller decisions and work your way up to the bigger ones. Work on your decisiveness. Talk to someone, get wise counsel and ask them for help in making decisions and then when you publicly say something, you publicly declare something, it has been well thought out. Horrible bosses can be indecisive, but great bosses are decisive and clear on what they say. Number two, horrible bosses show favoritism. Horrible bosses show favoritism. Ooh, we've talked about this in a number of episodes on Church Unfiltered, how important it is to not show favoritism. We've talked about nepotism and cronyism and all of the isms. 
But favoritism, we need to be so careful in not showing favoritism. A teacher once told me how the principal at her school hangs out after hours with a group of teachers. And it is obvious that she is much more lenient with those group with that group of teachers. As a result of favoritisms, favoritism, leaders earn a reputation of being unfair or even discriminatory. Now, you it's one thing to be unfair. It's one thing that the perception might be there that you're doing things for some people that you don't do for others. You do not want to get labeled like that. And I'm telling you, that is that is something that happens a lot of times with leaders that they don't recognize that they don't know that people see that. That's why we call this church unfiltered. But church unfiltered comes from the premise a business premise that suggests that the higher you go in leadership, the more filtered information is to you. In other words, people don't want to tell you what's really happening on the ground. They'll, they'll tell you what you want to hear. And here's one of the biggest pieces with that. A lot of times people don't want to tell you that they see that you're showing favoritism. They see it. They know it. They feel it. And the morale of your staff, the morale of your volunteers, the morale of the people of your team is low because people see that you are showing favoritism. Again, this is across the board. This could be a ministry leader who is showing favoritism to certain volunteers. And and when people see that, like, why do you allow that person to choose that particular service to work or that particular part of the building to serve on or that particular Sunday to teach on and and people get resentment or develop resentment and even anger towards show, people that show favoritism horrible bosses show favoritism and it can be discriminatory be very careful again cronyism Showing favor to people that you are friends with, that you have something to gain from that nepotism, showing favoritism, favoritism to family members. All of these things can lead to you being labeled as a horrible boss. And again, don't take that personal. It's a behavior that can change. Every leader has workers that are easier to work with than others. We all know that there are some people we love to work with. We enjoy working with. There are others that kind of can rub us the wrong way. That's 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 pretty natural. But you don't show favoritism to the ones that you like as opposed to the ones that you don't. It is important that the leader seeks to be fair and patient with every worker or every part of the team. Spread time around with your team and ask someone to hold you accountable when interacting with those, you know, are favorites. Now, notice what I just said. Ask someone to hold you accountable when you're interacting with those, you know, are favorites. In other words, when you are around the people that you really enjoy being around, you really like them. You need to have someone hold you accountable. For instance, if you're meeting with someone that. You that you have a good, strong relationship with or you're hanging out with somebody, have somebody hold you accountable to the amount of time that you're with them. Set up a meeting, set up your, your meeting with them and, and give them the same amount of time that you give to other people so that it does not appear that you are spending hours and hours with the people you like. But you're only spending a few moments with the people that you don't particularly care for. Horrible bosses show favoritism. That is a major one. I want you to assess and think about that. Are you showing favoritism 
to people around you? Are you showing favoritism to, to your family members or the people that are loyal to you? That can label you as a horrible boss and nobody's going to tell you that. But we'll tell you that on Search Unfiltered because we're trying to help you. But no one's going to tell you that because they don't want to make you mad. They don't want to get retribution. But horrible bosses show favoritism. Number three, horrible bosses are obnoxious. Obnoxious. <laughs> That's a great word. Horrible bosses are obnoxious. Now, this one, this one, this one may need a little more explanation. Because obnoxious, being obnoxious can come get manifest in a bunch of different ways. For instance, being obnoxious can can manifest in being flirtatious. Yeah, I said it. It can. Many of the leaders that uh, that 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 you see in the public, you you see a lot of that at the time of this recording. There's all types of things going on. People are 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 things are being exposed and all types of things are happening there are people that are flirting and different things like that now listen listen i'm not here to i'm not here judging anyone i'm not here to do that that's not what this is about but we've got to be careful horrible bosses can be obnoxious by being too flirtatious you can't do that be careful with that uh you know it's not anything wrong with being nice to a person but you know when you're overdoing it, you know when you're pushing it, you know when you are making someone uncomfortable, or if you are making someone uncomfortable, it needs to stop immediately. Though most people know the difference between a compliment and something more, some do not. I have a standard that I only give compliments publicly and never frequently. <laughs> Notice what I just said. I give com If I give a compliment, it's publicly. It's it's publicly. It's it's obvious that it's a compliment. Um, and it's nothing more than that. And I don't do it frequently. I'm not always telling someone, oh, you look nice. Oh, you come on now. We, we have to be careful with that, especially in this day and age where we are made more aware of how inappropriate some things are that we used to do. We've got to be careful with that. And let's just be respectful. Let's be professional on all counts. Horrible bosses can be obnoxious. Here's another way they can be obnoxious is is the the jokey jokes the jokey jokes and what <laughs> i say jokey jokes i use that jargon to say sometimes we joke too much sometimes we play too much and we hurt people's feelings and we don't even we aren't even aware that we're hurting their feelings we're not even aware that the way we are hurting them and we got to be careful with that and make sure that we are not hurting people's feelings or offending people with our jokes and we try to cover it up by saying I'm just joking or that was me just joking around we have to be very very careful with that um, and here's another reason he's here's another reason why that's important because sometimes with with horrible bosses I'm going to say this are obnoxious because they can joke about others but they cannot take a joke that's very important to think about if you can joke about others and you can make others feel small, you can make others feel bad, you can make others feel a certain kind of way. You joke around about them, but they cannot joke about you. If they joke about you, they're going to get in trouble. If they joke about you, there's going to be hell to pay. Something is wrong with that. So here's what you do. Make sure that you err on the side of caution and make sure that you don't 
uh, even 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 walk that line. It's such a fine line. Just don't walk the line. Just make sure that the jokes are never about people, never about individuals, that you're careful on that. Get away from being obnoxious. Horrible bosses can be obnoxious. Those are just a couple of ways that they can be obnoxious. There's a number of other ways that that can happen as well. Um, additionally, if you are a boss and someone comes to you with a complaint about another person, about a worker or even church member, address it immediately. If someone comes to you and they say somebody's being flirta- overly flirtatious or flirtatious with me, making me uncomfortable, or someone is saying these jokes and it's making me feel bad, I don't like being the butt of jokes like that. You need to, as a boss, you need to do something about it because if you do not do something about it, then you are almost endorsing, you're co-signing, if you will, what the behaviors of that individual. Horrible bosses can be obnoxious. Number four, horrible bosses are micromanagers. Horrible bosses are micromanagers. Micromanagement typically manifests as someone looking over another person's shoulder or going behind them checking their work. Either either looking over another person's shoulder or going behind them checking another checking their work. I want to add something else to micromanaging because this is not commonly seen or commonly thought of when we talk about micromanaging. Micromanaging is also is also privately talk, discussing another person's work or privately discussing what is happening to another person. And sometimes that is happening more than the other things are happening. Maybe you're not looking directly over someone's shoulder or, or, or making them answer questions, but micromanaging can happen in a number of ways. You hired the person or you recruited the person or you, uh, got, you recruited this volunteer, uh, let, and unless they are underperforming, allow them to do their job. The leader who has to have input on everything is micromanaging. I need you to get that because there's some leaders here that say, well, I don't micromanage. But does everything have to go through you? That's micromanagement. Does everything have to be approved by you? That's micromanagement. Do you have to know everything? That's micromanagement. Now, in some settings and some seasons, that's necessary. There are some of us as uh, some of us who are listening. There are some pastors or leaders. You need to do that because you are building something. You're building a ministry. Or, but if you have a team of capable people, why are you trying to do everything? Why are you trying to be aware of every single thing? What is it about? What is it about that that makes you feel like you have to do that? That's micromanagement. A good leader will take interest in everything but doesn't have to offer input to everything. That's a soundbite right there. A good leader will take interest in everything with the organization, but doesn't have to offer input on everything. Be careful because that could be listed or consider you could be labeled as a micromanager. You do not have to give your input for every single thing. Why did you hire those people? Why did you recruit those volunteers? Why did you get bring people in if you're going to give input on everything? All right. Number five, horrible bosses are secretive, secretive. As a leader, you should always use discretion and honor people's privacy. However, when you have secret meetings, 
secret meetings. I just mentioned that a little bit when you that's that micromanagement that that's one of those nuances meetings about people who are not present or meetings that sidestep a process or policy conversations that are critical of people instead of constructive. When those types of things are happening, you could get labeled as a horrible boss that people won't tell you, people won't say it to you. But if they know that you have secret meetings, you do things secretively, then you could get labeled as a horrible boss. You might be operating that way. Or if you withhold information that should be shared, you are creating an atmosphere of suspicion. You have to determine what information is needed. What what's what's uh, what's uh, what information is on a need to know basis. I mean, but but sometimes I hear leaders that sh- that withhold information that is not even not even a big deal, not even not even going to hurt anything if if that information is shared. So it's important for you because people like transparency and openness and honesty. Be open and honest with your team and create opportunities where feedback is welcome and opinions are given without repercussion. Don't have secret meetings. Don't do things in secret. If there's if there are things that need to be private, that's one thing. There's a big difference between secrecy and privacy. And each of these things, each of these things, so horrible bosses can be secretive. Horrible bosses are micromanagers. Horrible bosses are obnoxious. Horrible boss bosses show favoritism and horrible bosses are indecisive. But here's the good news. The good news is that each of these red flags can be addressed and corrected. You are a leader for a reason. God has placed you in a position for a purpose to make sure none of the signs that uh, that I've mentioned Uh, derail what God is doing in your life. Make sure that none of those things uh, are able to to take you away from what God has has purpose for your life. But I just want to encourage you. Now, we use that title, horrible bosses, but you're not a horrible person. And I want to encourage you today. You are not. God didn't create you to be a horrible person. So as a an honorable person, as a person that God has called, these are all behaviors. Everything that I listed, those are behaviors Behaviors can change. We're not talking about personality and, and character and all. And even those things can be worked on. But behaviors can change. And we would love to help you in any way. If you need some help, we'd love to follow up. If you have any comments or questions about this particular episode, please feel free to email us at info at breakthroughonline.org. We don't want you to be a horrible boss, whether you're a pastor, an entrepreneur, whether you are a department head volunteer leader, whatever the case might be, we want you to be known as a great leader, a great boss. And so avoid those five things, examine, assess, and make sure you get better. We thank God for each and every one of you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Church Unfiltered. God bless. Thank you for listening to Church Unfiltered with Dr. Anthony Cobbs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. For more resources related to today's topic, visit churchunfiltered.com or follow Dr. Anthony Cobbs on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.